good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and today is Friday the 13th of May, 2022. That's right, Friday the 13th. So let's jump into the first story of the day. Minimum wage hike in spotlight. The Joint Standing Committee on Commerce, Industry and Banking believes Thailand can manage 2.5-4% to GDP growth this year if an increase in the daily minimum wage is appropriate given the higher living costs. The inflation rate has risen following the global oil price surge and is expected to stand in a range of 35 to 5.5%, while exports are forecast to grow by 3-5%, said Kriang Krai Tieng Kul, who chaired a meeting of the JSCCIB on Wednesday. We are monitoring a possible wage increase alongside the impact of soaring oil prices driven by the Russian-Ukraine war on the Thai economy, said Mr. Kriang Krai, who is also chairman of the Federation of Thai Industries. Prime Minister Prayachana Cha said earlier this month authorities are considering a new minimum daily wage based on various factors including inflation. Labour advocacy groups have suggested the wage should be increased to 492 baht countrywide, a rise of 48%, but their proposal is viewed as too extreme by some economists and employers. The FTI said it disagreed with a 492 baht wage, reasoning such a hike would severely affect small and medium-sized enterprises struggling to deal with the economic impact of COVID-19 and higher inflation. The federation said soaring inflation would dampen the confidence of both consumers and investors. Demand for goods and services will be impacted as higher production costs cause manufacturers to increase product prices, he said. Businesses, especially those in the logistics sector, have become increasingly worried after the government said it needed to reduce the diesel price subsidy, allowing the retail price of diesel to exceed 30 baht a litre, he said. If the diesel price continues to increase, it may eventually push up the inflation rate past 5%. The JSC CIB wants the government to cap the diesel price at 35 baht a litre for three months to ease the financial pressure on households and businesses. The group also proposed authorities consider maintaining the diesel excise tax cut, which is scheduled to end on May 20th for another three months. According to the JSC CIB, tourism is expected to recover this year, with the number of foreign tourists estimated at 6 million. The number of Thai tourists travelling within the country is forecast to increase to 70-80% to 80% of the 2019 level. And moving along to a story that we have covered many, many times here in the show, Thailand's long-term high-potential residence visa fee to be half to 50,000 baht. Thailand's cabinet decided to cut the long-term residence visa fee by half on Tuesday to 50,000 baht for foreigners who have high capability or potential and want to stay in the country for up to 10 years, according to the deputy government spokesperson. The measures, to come into effect 90 days after it is published in the Royal Gazette, is targeting four groups of foreigners, their spouses and no more than four children who are not over 20 years old. They are high-income individuals, foreign pensioners, people who want to work from Thailand and specialists. The incentive is to encourage foreign investment in Thailand and to stimulate the economy with an aim of up to 1 million such foreigners entering and staying in Thailand in the next five years. 
They could inject up to 1 trillion baht into the Thai economy, including 800 billion baht into investment, said Rachada. Today's decision is to update the guidelines and conditions originally approved in September 2021 to attract foreigners with high capability or potential to stay in Thailand long term. According to the revisited guidelines, pensioners and wealthy foreigners, for instance, who have insurance coverage of at least 50,000 US dollars to cover medical fees, which is valid for at least 10 months, or a social security certificate covering their medical expenses while in Thailand, or a cash deposit of at least 100,000 US dollars in a domestic or foreign bank account for 12 months before applying for the visa. High-income earners must have an average annual income of 80,000 US dollars for the two years prior to applying for the visa. The foreign specialist must produce an employment contract from a business in Thailand or abroad. They are also required to produce evidence that they have worked in the targeted industries for at least 5 to 10 years prior to applying for the visa. Exceptions are made for work in Thai state universities, government research institutes, specific state training institutes or for those who have a PhD. And next up, visitors must still wear masks after COVID becomes endemic and that's according to Anatan Sharvakul. The National Communicable Disease Committee has started to discuss post-pandemic plans including requirements for visitors to keep wearing face masks according to the public health minister. Public Health Minister Anutan Sharvakul said after chairing the committee's meeting at the Public Health Ministry on Wednesday that the panel was considering measures to control COVID-19 after it becomes endemic. New COVID-19 cases were declining in the country and many other countries also plan to make COVID-19 endemic including India, Spain and the United States and he says California by the way not just the United States, but California. New cases and fatalities had dropped faster than expected because of public cooperation and increasing vaccinations. Steps were taken to prepare the redefinition of COVID-19 as endemic and they included the public health ministries lowering its COVID-19 alert from level 4 to level 3 and provincial authorities asking to prepare their own action plans. The plans will be based on universal protection, universal vaccination and the adequacy of hospital beds, doctors, medical supplies and vaccines. The measures would also cover the operation of entertainment venues, he said. The Thailand Pass entry requirements for arrivals could be lifted because new infections were being found in fewer than 10 visitors a day, he said. The Department of Disease Control would plan measures to urge visitors to wear face masks to help control COVID-19, Mr. Anatan said. So the first question we need to ask ourselves, number one, is the United States just California or does he mean the entire United States? So that's just a very odd thing to say. But secondly, how do they know that there's 10 visitors or less than 10 visitors a day testing positive for COVID? There are no tests at the airport anymore. So it's a very strange, strange observation for him to make. He seems to not know really what he's talking about. And this whole thing about keep discussing endemic as if it's some kind of game we're playing here and, you know, we need to move on. I mean, as of May 16th in Europe, you'll be able to fly without a face mask and you won't need one in an airport. That's how liberal the rest of the world is becoming, whereas Thailand are discussing endemic, which is not a discussion that's happening really anywhere else in the world. People and countries are just dropping restrictions and moving on with it. And they're not talking about it anymore. Jump on to any news site in Europe and you would be hard pressed to find any articles about COVID anymore. And that's the truth. 
But here in Thailand, it's kept at the top of the headlines by the ministers because it's all about, and I hate to say this because I don't want to sound like some, you know, um, conspiracy theorist, but this seems to be all about keeping people fearful and keeping people controlled in many ways. And a year ago, if somebody had said that to me, I would have said, no, you're talking rubbish. This is all about COVID and protection. But when you see how few cases are in the country, when you see how the rest of the world is dealing with it and moving on, but you see how the Thai authorities continue to keep talking about it, keep keeping it front and center to everybody, so people are always got it on their mind, then you would, you have to start to think that this is only about control. And this is my personal opinion as always, but this is how I feel it's going here in the country. Why are we still talking about COVID and endemic when the rest of the world has just got on with it and they've just stopped talking about it? You can pick up any newspaper here, the Bangkok Post, Thai PBS, The Nation, The Tiger, and I can guarantee on their homepage will be a couple of stories at least about COVID-19. But you can pick up the same papers or go to the same websites in various different countries, as I said, and you'll find nothing. Why is that? The government here have been enjoying the control that they've had over the people for the last two years. And I think they wish for this to continue. Hence why we still have an emergency decree after two years when there is absolutely no need for an emergency decree in this country other than to stop young people from protesting and using it as a weapon and a tool to stop them doing it. That's where we are in the country at the moment. But with all that, we will jump into the next story of the day, which is even more ridiculous than that story. Endemic sandbox proposed for islands, night spots would reopen. The Public Health Ministry will propose declaring COVID-19 endemic on three major tourist islands, Koh Samui in Suratani, Koh Chang in Trat and Phuket, and the reopening of night entertainment venues there. The Health Permanent Secretary said on Thursday the Ministry would seek approval for the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration for its Endemic Sandbox Initiative, a first step towards declaring COVID-19 an endemic disease nationwide. Criteria for the endemic sandbox include declining infections, readiness of medical services and vaccination levels of people in those areas, he said. We selected islands that are the country's top tourist destinations first because their areas are limited and disease can be easily controlled there. He expected the implementation of the endemic sandbox initiative would lead to the government declaration of COVID-19 as an endemic disease in July. In the endemic sandboxes, night spots will be able to reopen under some restrictions, he said. Customers would have to be fully vaccinated. It would be recommended that people with underlying illness avoid these places. Dr. Kittipum said wearing a face mask would remain a requirement under the endemic status of COVID-19. So, another very strange story. Let's make three areas in Thailand endemic. And we'll still have restrictions in there. Night entertainment venues will be able to open. People would have to be fully vaccinated to go in. I asked them this, and here's a very good question. But night entertainment venues are fully open in Phuket already until midnight every night. Probably later because we know how things work in Phuket and other parts of Thailand. And you don't need to be fully vaccinated to go in. And you don't wear face masks when you go in. And that's the legitimate truth. In actual fact, Phuket is pretty much open. They're just really not adhering to the rules and they get away with it because we know how it is there. So what's the difference? In actual fact, your endemic status is worse than what's going on right now. It's such strange behavior. I recently read an article as well from a leading doctor here in the country who said you can't declare endemic in just certain areas of a country. It has to be the whole country at one time because people can freely move in and out of all these different areas. There's no restriction stopping you coming to Phuket. 
unless they're going to start all that nonsense again. But as of last week, when I went through the Phuket checkpoint, they have stopped checking vaccine certificates. So that's all been gotten rid of. I mean, in essence, what they're talking about is introducing more restrictions into Phuket that don't exist now. And it really does. And as I said in the previous section, it just goes to show how disconnected they are from what's going on around the rest of the world. And Guys, I'll leave it to you there. What do you think about all this endemic nonsense? Do you think the government are actually using this to keep themselves relevant, to keep themselves within jobs, because that's where I see it as well, to control people, to control society? Have they gotten so used to this ability to be able to tell people what to do and people here, especially Thai citizens, doing what they're being told? I'd love to know your opinion, as always, guys, down below in that comment section. And moving along, rainy season to begin today, drought warning for mid-June. Thailand will enter the rainy season today, the weather agency said, but a drought is expected next month. The meteorological department announced the start of the wet season today and it will go through to mid-October, except in the southern region where it will last three more months. Department Director General Champari Chumparut warned that a shortage of rainfall would be possible for one month from mid-June and it could spell drought in farmland outside the irrigation system. The country would encounter heavy rain in August and September, especially in the upper part of the country, she said. The department on Wednesday also warned that tropical cyclone Asani could cause downpours and flash floods in some areas over the next 24 hours before the storm makes landfall in central India. The storm had triggered flooding in the southern region, with Suratani, Nakansi, Tamara and Songkla among the provinces hit the hardest. Next up, Thai Air Asia seeks solid recovery plan. Thailand should draw up a long-term recovery plan for tourism as part of the national agenda instead of waiting for organic growth as the travel market remains stagnant with lower demand than in previous years, according to the executive chairman of Thai Air Asia. International air travel has gradually improved, but people obviously do not have the same travel habits. For instance, Singaporeans who visited Thailand on a weekly basis prior to the pandemic might travel just once every two or three months, even as travel restrictions between the two countries were eased, said Tasawan Bilvalid of the Thai Air Asia. He said airfares for international flights are more expensive this year due to limited seat capacity and higher fuel costs. Even though AirAsia X, a long-haul carrier in its network, has started selling popular routes to Japan and South Korea, the response has been quite lukewarm. Travellers who refrain from taking trips abroad in the past two years may look for outbound destinations, but those who don't have deep pockets would likely make just one or two trips to save money. Mr. Tassapon said instead of introducing an untimely policy like the 300 baht levy on international arrivals, the government should prioritize a long-term recovery plan for the tourism industry, setting a clear target and seeking practical projects to achieve that goal. The Prime Minister has set a target of 20 million tourists next year, but we still don't see the mechanism to help achieve that goal. If Thailand is determined to lift tourism to the usual level of around 20% of GDP, we cannot just depend on organic growth without concentrated effort as there are too many negative factors, he said. Mr. Tassapon said a concrete plan should involve all stakeholders, such as bringing famous international sports events or entertainment to fill a three-year calendar with a target to regain 40 million international tourists. Without a plan, it's hard for the tourism industry to be revived, he said. Now, the Knock Air chief executive said his carrier still hasn't resumed international flights because the average load factor of existing flights from other airlines is still below 50%. 
amid soaring fuel prices of around 110% from January 2021 to April 2022, the airline had to utilize routes that have more solid demand, such as domestic flights, to avoid losses. He said fuel costs account for almost 50% of total operational costs, up from 30% prior to the surge. However, airlines cannot push additional expenditure on airfares as the competition in the market is still intense. This situation has caused more airlines to abruptly cancel flights, bearing losses and dampen confidence in the aviation industry. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Navy inspects mangrove encroachment at Klang Mudong. Officers from the Royal Thai Navy are leading an investigation into claims of encroachment into a protective mangrove forest area near Klang Mudong in Vichet. Piapat launches new Andaman tourism campaign. Phuket Governor Narang Wunsi joined Minister of Tourism and Sports Piapat Ratchapakarn in Bangkok yesterday to announce the month-long Aqua Lumina series of festivities to be held in Phuket, Panya and Krabi to help boost tourism to the region. And finally, flying Sorkor suspected in Kamala Hill Grab. Officials will proceed with legal action over the illegal excavation of a hill in the Kamala Hills National Forest Reserve and are investigating whether the land document presented to claim the land is genuine or not. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.